And we're live. We did it. We Great. did it. Welcome back, we're boys. Hi. Hello. Hey, it's been two weeks. <clears throat> it has been two I, weeks. I was in the States. You were Great. in the okay, States. Okay, let's, yeah, let's jump into I'm it, John. Home. Why weren't relax. Why weren't you doing a podcast last weekend? Uh, Because I was at TwitchCon in San Diego. <laughs> how, was, how was San Diego? How was the weather? Uh, very nice, actually. It was excellent. It was super hot in the day and perfect at night. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. It's been real hot. All right. Last weekend, it was like pretty hot around the Bay Area. So I'm assuming San Diego was, you know, that much hotter. Yeah. Oh, man. When it cooled down in the evening, it was so good. I had to, our hotel was probably what, half a mile from uh, like the convention center and from Petco Park. So we walked back and forth there and it was pretty good. It was nice and relaxing. Get any swimming done? No, no swimming, sadly. Oh, really? You didn't like go? Did you go to the beach? No, well, because it was basically like convention, then back to hotel, relax, or go to party. So, okay, yeah, all right. So, yeah, on the uh, also, I missed the first day of the convention, which also <clears throat> kind of. Oh yeah, let's talk about plans. that. Let's hear oh, about that. God. All right, where do I even fucking begin on that? So, uh, for those who don't know, the Calgary Airport uh, is building a new international wing. They've been working on it for a while. Yep. Uh, it's going to launch, I think they, I was told, first of November, so I don't know if that's actually accurate or not. Last I heard was the 27th of October, which is a dumb date, so you're probably right. That's okay. probably the date they're going to finish officially, like, building and take stuff away to clean up. Yeah. They're going to have, like, four, three or four days of Halloween-themed uh, activities in it. Nope. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to set up a haunted house. Maybe. That'd be amazing in an airport and would also be. be the biggest security risk in history. That's true. Uh, so I, for those who don't know, to get into international uh, Calgary airport, you have to get in two hours before your flight. That's the earliest they'll let you in. So I think that's most, I think it's most air airlines, most airports. It's three. Is it three? Okay. I, to be fair, I actually heard that Calgary was three now or stuff. There are all but, the signs everywhere say two, but maybe the new wing will make it. Okay. Three. Okay. I thought you were thinking it was less elsewhere, but anyway, no. this doesn't matter. Uh, so we went, I went there at the usual time. So I had well, like an hour and 45 minutes before the flight. Uh, customs line, super fast ticket, super fast. And after customs, you have to go through security and then you're at your gate. Security didn't really move for an hour. It was backed up. And hmm. in the hour I spent there, I never reached security. Did you ever find out like what was holding it up? Was there just like no. some real shifty dude? No, it was just there were four lanes and they were all going excruciatingly slow. Okay. So by the end of it, uh, like my flight was at one basically, and at twelve forty-five, they finally sent someone to go figure out where pe people missing on the flight were. But they grabbed us like, all right, we'll get to the front of line security so you can get on the flight. Yeah. And as soon as they got us to the front of the gate or front of security, <laughs> they're like, oh, wait, sorry, the flight's actually gone. You can't fly. Wonderful. Yeah. So three of us missed our flight because of that. It's basically they Calgary Airport just being incompetent. Yeah. So uh, we go to the gate and then the lady at the gate says, yeah, we uh, will try to get you on another flight, but you'll probably have to pay for it. And then, of course, like, this is not our fault. Why the fuck? I. I'm like super upset. So like, okay, come to this gate. We'll see if we can get you on a Salt Lake City flight, which will get you to uh, San Diego. 
So we go there and then they start working on our passes and they say, all right, I can only get one of you on right now. So uh, the girl in our group got to go. Uh-huh. And then uh, the other two of us just waited there while that flight left. And then suddenly another girl at the gate said, wait, you two are supposed to be on that flight. Yeah, we got you tickets, uh, but the flight had already left. So we now had to miss that flight. Okay. Yeah. So the guy uh, in my group, uh, the girl at the counter works on it, gets his ticket. Now he's ready to go at a six o'clock flight. I'll get him there at midnight. So he's fine. So he takes off. Are they all going so to I'm, TwitchCon? Two of us were going to TwitchCon. One was just going to San Diego just to hang out. Sure. Okay. He, had, he had a friend that he wanted to meet up with. So <clears> third <throat> flight or like I'm the only one left out of the three of us. The lady uh, works on my pass and says something about, oh, WestJet's uh, causing problems with your ticket. We have to talk to WestJet to kind of get things shifted around. So uh, she's like, all right, I'll do the work here. Hang on. So she contacts them. Uh, she gets a new flight for me. It'll get me in at midnight. Uh, it's flying to Seattle at like 630. And then the connecting flight on Alaska will get me there at midnight. So they say, all right, we're, we're good. We just need to get uh, Expedia to reissue your ticket. Then you can fly. This is the fun part. This is where it begins. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, she tells me to call Expedia. Actually, no, sorry. She tries to call Expedia first and they don't answer. So then she says, all right, why don't you try? So, okay, I call Expedia. I get through. At that point, I'd be like, wait, why would I have any more luck than you? Shouldn't you know, like the back door secrets here? I mean, it's it's because I need to log in with my account and stuff like that. So it makes more sense. Okay. So, so, and sure enough, like I call and then they're like, we have uh, with this phone number, we have associated an itinerary. Do you want to talk about this itinerary? And then it put me on like a, a fast track, I guess, or something. So I, uh, I call the guy and say, like, hey, I need you to reissue my ticket because blah, blah, blah happened. And they say, once you do this, I can get on my flight. So he says, okay, hang on a sec. Puts me on hold. Half hour passes. That's amazing. So uh, I say, okay, this is stupid. So I hang up and call back. I get a different person, say the same thing. They're like, all right, hang on, we'll put you on hold. Another half hour passes. How, at that point, at this, at, at, after I talked to the second person, I would have just been like, don't put me on hold. I'm not going It doesn't matter. They will. <laughs> Keep in mind, at this point, I have been in this airport for five hours. That's dumb. Yeah, Fuck. I should have come so, in and had like lunch with you or something. Damn. I mean, I didn't think I was going to be there that long. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So third time I call, I get another person. They say, hang on, we'll, I'll, I'll put you on hold. I'll look into it. And then when she puts me on hold, <laughs> the original guy I was calling, talking to, calls back. And he says, hey, sorry, we got disconnected or something. This entire time I've been on hold with WestJet. What? Yeah, we've been on hold. I've been on hold with it the entire time. They're, they need to issue a code so that you don't have to take a uh, rescheduling penalty. And they refuse to do it. Because they hate you. No, because mm-hmm. I asked, like, wait, why? It's like, oh, okay, so the, uh, the person at WestJet, or at Delta, rather, that rebooked you a flight, they booked you a flight with Alaska. And uh, WestJet and Alaska don't cooperate, or whatever right. the term was. Yeah. They yeah. They're not part of the so, same... Uh, whatever the group is. I can't remember the name of it. Coalition or something like that. They're not Star Alliance. The Coalition. No, they're the other Developers one. Developers of Gears of War. Oh, yeah, you're right. Coalition's the, like, uh, United and all that. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not the COG, sadly. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after uh, all that, they say, uh, yeah, because of that, they're uh, because you're booked on an Alaska flight, because of what Delta did, they absolutely refuse to waive the fee. So the only way for you to fly tonight is to pay a $200 plus fee. Yeah. And of course I say, it's not my fault. Why the fuck would I do that? That's stupid. I yeah, at that point, you just give yeah. them two middle fingers. Yeah. 
For sure. So uh, the guy I talked to on from Expedia is like, yeah, I know. Like as a consumer, trust me, this is fucking stupid. I I feel for you, dude. But as like someone who knows the industry, unfortunately, this is how it is, and there's no way to fix it. So uh, we can get you on a flight tomorrow for no charge. It'll be the exact same times you were supposed to, or no, it'll be earlier than when you were supposed to leave today. So now instead of leaving at one o'clock, my flight was leaving at 9 a.m. So I say, all right, fine, we'll, we'll do that. Like, it sucks. I wanted to sleep in, but whatever. It'll get me there and it doesn't cost me an extra 200 bucks for stupid reasons. Yeah, for sure. So I bite the bullet and I go home. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously upset at this point because now this means I'm going to miss the first day of the convention. But uh, I just hang out with Reese for a bit. We watch a movie, have some pizza, have a good time. And then after the movie ends, I check my phone and I've gotten a text from Delta saying the flight I was on is now delayed by an hour. This is the one that's coming up, right? Yes, the one okay. that I'm taking at nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, now, now it says it's leaving at ten, which worries me because my flight was supposed to leave at, uh, or my connecting flight was supposed to be an hour and a half after I arrived. So now it's thirty minutes after I arrived. So I'm cutting it close. Uh, then I go to go unwind a little bit, play some games, and then I get another text saying my flight has been delayed by another hour again. So now I've missed my connecting flight. Yeah. Before it's even the day I'm supposed to travel. Yep. So I call uh, at the recommendation of a friend who's also flying there. She recommended uh, calling Delta and saying, hey, can you put me on this 7 a.m. flight that goes to Vancouver that then goes to Seattle? Because then I can get that original flight, the connecting flight in Seattle that I was going to miss. I say, I don't trust my luck, so I'll get a different flight. And I get put on the original time I was supposed to go the day before. So now I'm leaving at 1 o'clock. Get to the airport. Uh, Flight there is fine. But when I'm checking in, I get a message on my flight to San Diego saying, hey, this flight's overbooked. Are you willing to, like, sit out on this flight? And, of course, at this point, I'm, I'm super upset, so I say, fuck no. Get to the airport. Uh, my friend who took the Vancouver flight to get the original connecting flight was unable to take it because no planes were flying into Seattle for about two hours that day. So she missed her connecting flight because of it. What happened? Do you know? Uh, fog. They just weren't letting anyone uh, in because of fog. Yeah, okay. That sucks. So we uh, we both end up on the same flight. My ticket has no seat. We get to the airport or I get to the gate and they say, hey, we uh, yeah, we're not going to give out any tickets right now until after like everyone else is boarded. So we wait. Everyone else gets on the plane. They say, all right, anyone who needs a seat, uh, come on up. There's a list on the screen. My name's not on the screen. So, of course, now I'm worried that I've been left off on standby again talk to them they're like oh yeah you had a seat the whole time we just didn't issue it to you sorry great i mean we're, we're just we're just trying to mess with you and see how far we can we can yeah. push you until you break yeah basically <laughs> so then i finally get on the plane get to san diego and i'm like oh thank god just, i missed the day you, of the convention you just sit but... down in that seat and just weep yeah pretty basically. much <laughs> i'm like thank god i'm here finally <laughs> make it to san diego have a good time at twitchcon uh get back okay so then on the way back Good. Taxi. Skip all the TwitchCon part. I want to hear about this return flight. Yeah, yeah, That's for sure. Thought. Yep. We'll get to the uh, games later. <clears throat> yeah. So TwitchCon happens. Uh, then on the way back, taxi driver is like, all right, tell him, all right, I'm flying WestJet. Bring me to WestJet. So he comes up there to the, the international gate, and he's like, hey, do you want me to drop you off at this one or the next one? The next one's closer, and it's a little bit cheaper because checking in outside is a little more expensive. So I was like, uh, all right, whatever. So he drops me off at this other gate, and it's actually farther away. Pay from to check to in? No, like check your baggage and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Why would it be any different? 
I don't know, but I was just like, whatever, dude. I don't care. I just wanted to get home. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, let, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I basically, that one's my fault. He basically dropped me farther off for a, like maybe 60 cents more. So it was more expensive and further away. Yes. So, so he so was way off. Way off. Did I think you left out the part of uh, the story where just before he picked you up, he received a text message that says, hey, you should mess with the next guy that comes in yeah. to the car. I mean, I would like I got in the taxi with another dude, so I was ride sharing to get there. So maybe that's why he just wanted to get a little bit more cash out of it. Maybe. But uh, we end up he dropped me off at the opposite end of the uh, terminal. So I had to like run through the airport to get there, get there and uh, get to WestJet. They take my ticket or they take my luggage. They give me my ticket and then I get in line for security. And the line's pretty long because there's a bunch of TwitchCon guys and there's a bunch of people leaving all at once. Yeah. Uh, while leaving the uh, I get all the way up to security where they scan your boarding pass and stuff like that. And the TSA guy looks at me and says, who's Brad Wilson? I'm like, what? Yeah, your ticket says Brad Wilson on it. What? And sure Maybe enough. That, that was just the, that was the secret question. You have to answer that to go forward. Who is Brad no, Wilson? Answer, no, me, past- this, answer <laughs> yeah. me this riddle. Yeah. But first you <laughs> must answer me riddle these three. riddles three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I have someone else's boarding pass, which means my luggage was also tagged for someone else. So Great. I uh, have to go back to WestJet. They At that point, find- after all this, did you just think, did, did it cross your mind? Would it just be easier if I become Brad Wilson for the rest of my life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it crossed my mind that maybe I was actually just going to be living in the U.S. for the rest of my life. That yeah. That did cross my mind as well. So I go to WestJet and they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, we screwed up. You actually aren't even flying with us. Great. So, yeah, I just confused because the guy had my passport in front of him. He asked me when I gave him my credit card to pay for my bag fees uh, to show him ID with an address on it. So he had my driver's license, my passport and still gave me the wrong name. And told me didn't tell me I wasn't on this flight. So he tells me I have to go to this completely different airline. I run over there. Uh, The guy there, thank God for him. He kept me sane and was like all right here's what you need to do while here's running over there did you see someone else that may have looked like a brad wilson running the I, other I, way i will admit i will admit i looked <laughs> i'm a little sad i didn't find anyone doing that but i did look that would you have see been someone good. that looks almost <laughs> identical to you just running the opposite yeah. direction <laughs> <laughs> so yeah after that everything else pretty much went spot on fine got on the plane they issued me a ticket or because i didn't have a seat again i had to get a seat when i got to the gate but made it on the flight. Flight back was fine. Finally fucking made it home. Thank God. Hooray. Hooray. I hate traveling. And I need to do it again in like two weeks. What's two weeks? Uh, Going to be going for a TRG recording session. Oh, okay. Just work trip. All right. <clears throat> Is that every October? Uh, Usually closer to November. It's usually closer to my birthday. Okay. Okay, yeah, well, um, that, that's just well, that, my that's, traveling. Well, before we get into the, the game part, uh, Paul, why weren't you doing a podcast last weekend? Because you weren't here. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to ask what I was up to, that'd, that'd be cool. <laughs> hey, 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 John. Hey, Sean, hey, John, where were you? you? Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I was up in Tahoe doing another Spartan race. My nice. longest one yet. 
<clears throat> 15 miles, 38 obstacles, 4,300 feet of elevation change. Yeah, that sounds tiring. It was. It took us nine and a half hours. Yeah. That's a, to see, um, to me, that's a bad day. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was super fun. With Spartan, they have three different lengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do each one, you get like the trifecta and you get like a super kind of metal that you put all the pieces together. It's kind of cool. <clears throat> so oh. we're, we're currently working on that and we're uh, doing. What's that? I apologize. You're about to have a slight interruption. Okay. Uh, yes. Another reason I haven't played much recently is because we have a new cat. Hey, bagel. Oh, making it stream. <laughs> we have adopted podcast appearance bagel, the one eyed cat. So you guys went with have, bagel. Uh, we call him bagel and big boss. He does not. We got interrupted from his nap, and he's a little upset. <laughs> Bye, Bagel. Okay. I hope he was at least on camera during any of that. A little bit, yeah. A little yeah, bit. He was very squirmy because apparently he was napping. Then Reese really wanted him on camera. <laughs> or Bagel. Or Bagel. Anyway, so this was the uh, the beast length. Uh, it was re- it was real hard. Um, <clears throat> we had to originally we were going to be starting at noon, but we figured. We didn't want to be running when it was like uh, after the sun had already set. Uh, so let's try and sneak in earlier. So we went to the the front of the section of the uh, the entrance, the uh, the beginning. But people were checking everyone's wristbands to see what time they had on there uh-huh. like when they signed up. And we're like, crap, we're not going to be able to sneak in. And we even asked like, hey, we're kind of worried about how long it's going to take. Can we just go in? And they said no. But then we noticed is after the entry part. The people run through that run along like a parking lot where people could park. So we just went over and stood kind of far off into the parking lot. And when the one of the heats ran by, we just slipped in. <laughs> so we got to start two hours early, which is good because we already finished at 730 when it was like dark. Yeah. 930 would have been insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. We had to carry like logs, buckets of uh, like rocks and gravel. Super difficult. The hardest one, though, when you get to the highest point. You got to get in the in a lake and you got to do a lake swim. And it was so cold, I could barely breathe. Oh, God. Why do you do this to yourself? God, just for the excitement, just because you, sometimes you just got to look death in the face just to feel whatever, alive. Man. Yeah. <laughs> feel alive by killing yourself. You're you're um, I understand it. Norm- normally, if you finish or sorry, if you fail an obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees as the penalty. Okay. You were allowed to not do the lake swim, but your penalty was 90 burpees. Oh, uh, which my girlfriend did because previously in one of the obstacles, she had fallen in the water and she was like, it's way too cold. I, I can't go back in there. Yeah. Um, you have to, so she did the 90 burpees. You still have to go in up to your hips though. You still have to get wet. And so the, the burpees in the water. No, no, no. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I did the lake swim. I came out. I My body just felt numb. Luckily, there's like a ski lodge right beside it uh, where people could go into the bathrooms and try and like dry off and stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good time. Got a cool medal. You get a shirt. Uh, and then our then we all just went to bed immediately. There was a team of four of us and it was it was super difficult. People are asking, what is a burpee? A burpee is OK. I'll try and <clears throat> paint you a word picture here. You're standing up. And you squat down and put your hands on the ground and like jump back into like a push-up position. Yeah. And you do a push-up. Then you jump your feet back forward up to your hands. Then you go back to standing and then you jump in the air. And that's one. Yeah. That's a burpee. So, so doing those, like 30 of those, it gets real tiring because it works like your whole body. I couldn't even imagine doing 90. That's just an insane number. 
Um, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, if people ever do Tough Mudders, it's really similar to that. If people are wondering what a Spartan race is, it's like a mud race obstacle course. I always recommend them. They're fun. My next one is in November, but that's going to be the short, short version. It'll only be three miles. Nice. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's what I was up to. Um, <clears throat> but let's do a let's do a podcast about video games. All right. Because uh, it's top down perspective for October 10th. And we're all here. We are. Um, so let's just let's just go. Paul hasn't been talking. So, Paul, why don't you say what you've been playing? I haven't been playing anything too new recently. Uh, so it's okay. October. So horror month. Um, I've been okay. playing survival horror games. My yeah. plan later this month is I'm finally going to play Costume Quest 2. Nice. Oh, nice. Which nice. Be, which would be perfect, right? You'll have to let me know how it is. And it was on PlayStation Plus or Games with Gold or something. So I have it. I have a copy of it on one of my consoles. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so far, I've played Resident Evil 1 and 2 fully through, and now I'm waiting to see what is next. It's either between Silent Hill 2 or Resident Evil 3, though. Both excellent choices. Yeah. There's a list I have somewhere that of, like, a bunch of games with a bunch of weird ones I'm not going to talk about because it's going to be interesting to play those again, and I don't want people to know what they are yet. But, yeah, survival horror games, they're... They were in my wheelhouse for a good portion of my life until horror became the outlast model of running around with like nightcam and getting jump scares, which I don't like at all. So we're just revisiting a bunch of those basically this month. I saw you, you put a list out of games you're thinking of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Some Red of them. Dead Redemption, not Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> the most I'm, horror I'm, game. No, no. To be fair, they have that um, zombie, zombie DLC. You're right. Yeah, the Undead Nightmare. That. Yeah. Um. Uh, Deadly Premonition was on that. Yeah, for sure. Have you played that game? I can't yes, remember. I have. Oh, okay. That game's great. Did you beat that game? No, I haven't played the director's oh. cut either. The one on PC. I don't know what's in the director's cut. That part where you get to play as the bad guy is so good. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got that far. I don't remember, honestly. That's why it's on the list. <clears throat> you should, yeah, you should definitely play that game. Yeah. And uh, along with that, FMV horror games, they're a thing. The Bunker's one I really want to do, which is a newer one that came out, I think, this year. Here it's bad. You do? Well, we're going to yeah. find out. Yeah. That's the FMV well. one, right? Yeah. The Phantasmagoria games are on there. Gabriel Knight games are on there. So it'll be interesting to... See, this month cool. is all going to be horror themed. So, Act, uh, appropriate. Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, just kind of plugging away in World of Warcraft Legion. This is, I guess I'll just do a call out. If you listen to the podcast and you want to play, just hit me up on Twitter at uh, cool. Exposure and maybe we could play together because now I'm just getting raid ready, which is just getting better gear. Like, I'm max level, I'm just doing stuff for better gear now, whenever I have time. So, that's been fun. That's all I've been playing, though. Nice. People keep talking about, sorry, sorry to interrupt, people keep talking about um Costume Quest in the chat, mm-hmm. and it just reminded me, one of the costumes in the second game is a piece of candy corn, okay. and they recorded, like, a thousand different, but it has no special abilities or anything when you're fighting, and it just has, a like, they recorded, like, a thousand different lines of just funny things it says when you play as the candy corn in a fight. Oh, I'm 3D Homer is correct. 
I played Battle Right. That was two weeks ago. That's why I forgot about it. So Battle yeah, Right. Two week list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Battle Right. So, so what is this? I've heard a lot of people talking about this lately. Yeah, Battle Right is what one of those. Your Battleborn. Yeah, is one of those games exactly that uh, has the most generic name ever. So you ignore it, and then people start talking more about it. So you take a look at it and realize it's totally in your wheelhouse, and it's pretty great, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, what it is, is it's like an arena combat game. It plays kind of like, kind of like a Diablo or World of Warcraft arena sort of thing where you, it doesn't play like a MOBA. It plays like a MOBA without like creeps and lanes or anything. You just kind of go into an arena. You have a certain amount of skills. You don't like rank anything up or anything. You just do certain amount of damage with a certain your certain skills for whatever character you pick and you just go at each other it, there's a i think there's a 1v1 but there's a 2v2 and a 3v3 as well and it's just super super fun matches don't usually take more than about a minute or two and it's just fighting other people basically it looks kind of like a torchlight, like that style reminds me very much of torchlight. Uh, not a whole lot to say about it because I need to play more of it to be able to talk more about it. But yeah, it is top down perspective and it uses mechanics like a MOBA, but it doesn't use any of the annoying things that people talk about with MOBAs, like having to like kill creeps to level up to rank up abilities. You just have all your abilities for what you're going to do right away. And it's just about the fighting more than about like any ranking up or anything. So it's cool. I definitely see a meta already forming around certain characters because certain characters just feel like they're easier to play for new players. Like one of the characters literally is just like a big dude with an ax sort of thing. And to win with him, you just keep charging people and like smacking them around. Whereas some other characters take a little more finesse and like going stealth and stuff like that. But I recommend it. That's a game that's going to be free to play when it releases next year. But for right now, they're doing the like early access model of if you buy in, you'll get all the heroes for in perpetuity for as long as it exists. Kind of like how Smite did where Smite's free to play, but if you paid the $30, you would just get all the heroes. So, yeah, it's cool. I would recommend people check it out if you like MOBAs, but don't like the time commitment. Like, if you like the team fighting aspect in MOBAs, but not like the laning and waiting around and like leveling stuff up until you feel strong enough to fight, this is all just about arena battle. Okay. And, and again, I'll say that's Battle Right because it's the most generic name ever and it's easy to forget. So that's it's Battle and then a, a Right is R I T E. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about what I've been playing. All right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so not last weekend, but the weekend before that, I had a bunch of people over and we played just like all the Jackbox stuff. Uh huh. Nice. All the good ones, I should say. The good ones. Um, so, of course, we had some Drawful in there. Drawful 2, which I don't know if I like as much because they give you two colors to draw with. And I kind of liked, like, 
having less options. I mean, I feel like the, the, two, the two is makes it easier to actually kind of get your point across, though. But I like when you you can't because that's what makes it like really funny. When it's just like I, I, I don't even know how to draw this, but I'll I'll try, I guess. Um, at least they didn't give you an erasing tool. I mm. if they ever do that, that would really suck. So it's good that they still don't have that. Druffle so great. Uh, played a bunch of Fibbage. Fibbage is still real good. Um, what's the um? What else did we play? We played the bomb one, a little bit. Bomb squad. Bomb Squad. That one was fine, but I feel like that one requires a bit more, like people who actually want to like like sit down and play the game. When we were more just like not taking things seriously, kind of a party. Um, what else? We didn't play any. You know, Jack. We Quiplash. We played a, a couple rounds of Quiplash. I want to say uh, Drawful was the big one, though. So, you know, those games are great. And three is coming out soon, right? Sometime we looked it up last time. Yeah, uh, it's October something, <laughs> I believe. They had it at TwitchCon. <clears throat> oh, OK. Do you know what's in it? Uh, Gespionage. Uh, God, what game is it? Gonna... Oh, it Drawful or not Quiplash 2. Uh, I can't remember what the other three are. But okay. the trailer's on Steam. The trailer's on Steam. OK, cool, cool. Um, so I mentioned Overwatch, uh, because not this week, but last week, uh, their weekly brawl was arcade mode, which might be some of the most fun I've had in Overwatch to date. Uh, and I guess it's the second time they've done this, uh, exact brawl or weekly brawl are in arcade mode. Everyone has twice as much health and all of your abilities cool down at like a fraction of the time normally. As well as your ultimate cool. increases oh, like yeah, twice yeah. as fast. Yeah, they've done cool. that before. I wish I played that. It, it was ridiculous. It was so much fun. Every it seemed like a lot of people really liked playing May, which I was cool yeah. with because May's also my character, or you know, one of my characters. So I got into a number of matches where everyone just was like, no, everyone's May. We're being a team of Mays. Mm-hmm. And if anyone changed, everyone would start like deselecting and selecting may over and over again until the person realized, okay, they want me to play may. And just like there was this one map where you had to get the, the team we were defending, they had to get the, uh, payload moving, but there were so many maze on the payload, constantly (laughs) putting up walls and then freezing the place and then turning into their own ice block. Because basically with the cooldown, you could put up a wall. And as soon as the wall goes away, you can put up your wall again. Like the game was actually slowing down at points because so much stuff was just happening in this one location. It was absolutely hilarious. And May can heal herself, so it's really hard to kill her and stuff. It was so good. I was actually laughing out loud with some of the stuff here. Or I played a match where everyone wanted to be Anna. Um, So we were putting people to sleep so much just because everyone could put people to sleep. And you basically, once the person wakes up again, you already have your thing back. You can just use it immediately. Yeah, no, that arcade mode was super fun. I wish that would be here more often. But um, if that ever shows up again, I highly recommend people playing the arcade mode if it's another weekly brawl. It's just too good. Um, And then uh, I'll just say I continue playing some Forza Horizon 3. I should have a review any day now. Just about finished that. Uh, But the big game that I can talk about now is uh, Gears of War 4. Yeah. Yeah. 
which I've been playing. So I've only played about two hours of the campaign and about an hour of Horde mode. I streamed a bit of a Horde mode last night, actually. Um, and it, So you, it, said, you said Horde mode's kind of similar to how it was in Judgment? That's what I think. And I, I didn't play a ton of Horde mode in Judgment, and it's been a while since I played Judgment. But that's what it seems like to me, and I'm just I'm not seeing anyone else make that comparison, and I'm wondering if I'm crazy or just no one played Judgment. And I know nobody played Judgment, so that could very well be the case. But again, it's been a while since I played Judgment, so maybe I'm misremembering. But <clears throat> specifically, you have, uh, you can like build, like in three, you could build uh, like turrets and stuff. But in Judgment, they added like classes, and you could like put down spike walls and repair them. I mean, you could put down spike walls and repair them in three. But did but did but you have there, character there classes? classes? There weren't yeah, like classes. engineers and stuff. I'm pretty sure Judgment had that stuff too, and this has that. I, again, I could be misremembering all of this. I need to either load up Gear, Gears Judgment, which means downloading it, or I need to just look up some YouTube videos and try and find this exact stuff. <clears throat> but either way, it's a lot of fun. I don't know that um, they, you, had, you can pick where you wanted to set up your, your base by dragging this fortification box around. Um, which is it, honestly all that does is when you start horde mode, you grab the box, you put it where you want, and then that's where you like purchase. I want more spike walls. I'm going to purchase spike walls from this box, and then I'm going to place them where I want them. <clears throat> and they also do some of that in the campaign uh, near the end of. I want to say it's near the end of Act One. Uh, you have to defend this like home base uh, against the attackers and you get to like set up spike walls and fortifications very similar to Bioshock 2 in which you would need to defend the uh, little sister, right? It was not, little sister, the, right? Yeah, yeah, not the condition yeah. I was expecting. Well, did you play Bioshock 2? No. Okay, there's parts in Bioshock 2 where you straight up like, okay, you need to defend this little sister. You have three yeah. minutes to like fortify this room and you would put turrets down and traps and stuff like that. I hated that part. And then part. you would like, I, don't I, like I enjoyed that part. I, I, I like that. But, it was um, the flow of the story, which is what the only thing I care about in Bioshock. I mean, it's definitely different from what you're used to in Bioshock for sure. Yeah. Um, but they had that in Bioshock 2. So that's what this is kind of like is, you know, you get a few minutes to set up a thing and then they're going to send waves after you. Right. And in between waves, you get a few more. You get a, you know, you get another 90 seconds to repair stuff, place down more things, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the the game is good. If I had to describe it in like one word, I would say like exciting, like specifically just seeing how they're changing things up. But it's it's it definitely plays like gears. Like the first thing you do is it's like, hey, this is how you get into cover, and this is how you shoot things while you're in cover. You're gonna roadie run. You're gonna do all this stuff. But there's some new weapons. There's this cool like rifle that like it's like a weird pulse rifle where it like charges up. You're fighting robots now. However, so I'm only in Act Two. There seems to be some weird monsters as well. I think they're called the Swarm. I haven't really looked at a lot of the pre footage or um, press release stuff. But so there's weird monsters, too. doesn't seem like locusts are there anymore. So it's just it's kind of exciting that there's a there's a new mystery going on. And like I'm I'm interested in what what happened in this world, because it's been like 20 years, I think, since something like that. I think. 50, yeah, 15 or 20 sounds right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you play as Marcus Phoenix's son and 
when they re- and they've already shown this, but when they reintroduce Marcus, it's just in this weird, goofy, like on the nose, like they know what they're kind of doing away. Like he straight up is handed back his do rag and he puts it yeah. on and he says, time to show the new cogs, the old cogs. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so dumb. I love it. It's, pr- it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, So, yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's the environments look great and super different. Like I said, you're you're like fighting robot cities and stuff like that. It's it's definitely interesting. Um, but yeah, again, I haven't I've only played about two hours, uh, so I'm sure there's a lot more to come. Paul's eating some Taco Bell. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Any any anything questions about Gears Four? John, are you gonna play it? I of course. I just forgot to pre-order it so I could get the early thing. Mm. Right, that's that true. If that. you if you had purchased the like ultimate edition similar to Forza, you could have been playing it right now. Otherwise, it unlocks on Tuesday for everyone. John, once you get it, we got to play some horde mode. For sure. I love like, playing horde like, mode too. I haven't played and horde three. mode in years, but I was getting nostalgic yesterday when I was playing horde. Do you remember in Gears 2 when they introduced horde mode? Not only was it the best thing, but there was those two maps, one of which had like a big hole in the center, but you would like fortify yourself up on the stairwell. Do you remember that? that Yeah. And you would keep, you would keep grabbing those shields and like planting them down. And whenever the, like a wave would end, you knew you had to like pick up the shield or they would despawn. And then as soon as it starts, you stab it in the ground again and you make walls. And then the other map was like the river where you were in the, like the cabin house. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that was also awesome. Like, oh, man, horde mode is like stupid good. It's so good. <clears throat> so this is horde mode 3.0. Uh, I, I haven't I've only played two maps. Uh, they didn't seem that cool because I'm still trying to figure out what are like the maps where you can find like the best choke points. Uh, but once once I do that, I'm excited to just play a bunch of waves of horde mode. Uh, so that should be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. And expect a review for that in you know the coming weeks once I've uh, play finished that game. Oh, don't worry, I will. I'll expect it on my desk Monday. <laughs> don't expect it on Monday, that's for sure. <laughs> um, okay, John, uh, what games have you been playing? What did you play at Twitch? All right, I guess we'll start with what we played at TwitchCon, which was Nidhogg Two. Right, this got announced, but you know about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Looks before you talk about it, what? What do you guys think how it looks? Because it's different now. They brought like googly uh, eyes. It's weird. In I think a way. it's like, stupid I, The background looking. stuff looks great. The background stuff looks phenomenal. But then sure. like the art style for the characters is a little. Yeah, uh, I don't like taste. it. I think it's dumb. Okay. They've got like bow and arrows and stuff now. Is, I don't think yeah, it's the little, look of the characters. Arrows. It's the animation that I think looks dumb. I've heard, I've heard some people comparing it to like, um, clay fighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. an Amiga style art style. So John, you played it. How, yep. Should we be concerned? Uh, I mean, it plays good. It's new. All right. Good. Uh, so my first time playing it, I had to play it on stage at the PJ Salton, which was the tournament I was playing in while I was there. Okay. Uh, it was, it was good. Uh, but the problem is like the bow is useless. Really? So, so you have four weapons: the usual fencing saber, which works exactly like it did in Nidhogg One. Okay. Three, like the high raise low, you can disarm and everything. Uh, the knife, which you can either throw high or low, so you can catch people who are rolling now, which is a good change. 
Okay. Because you could always because you always could roll under the sword. The sword would always go high. I thought you could stab people that were rolling. Yeah, you can. Oh. But if they're if they're ahead of you, you can't. Oh, okay. Uh, the knife can be thrown high or low. The axe seemed like it was thrown mid because usually I caught someone. I don't think they could roll under the axe. I'm not sure. Uh, also, but it was slower, but it it was a guaranteed hit if you went it because it was like more delayed and you could so do you have to like try and end. jump the axe yeah basically okay all right and last but not least the bow which uh is not an insta kill you have to hit them with three arrows to kill them with the bow that's fucking bullshit so, so if you hit them once will they just keep fighting with an, with an arrow in if them? you hit them once they'll get stunned knocked down and then get back up okay you have to hit so them you could theoretically hit them and then go rip their spine out yeah but Firing the bow keeps you in place. So you have to have like you have to get up real fast. You have to be like somewhat close to them to actually be able to do that. Okay. Because I don't think you could fire the bow in midair either. I'm pretty sure you had to be on the ground. And they're like there's a second of it going like pulling back and firing. Okay. So uh I was I talked to the developer on Twitter or on uh Twitter for a little bit and he said yeah, he admitted the bow is like the weakest, the worst weapon out of the four right now. And he says he's okay. working on tweaking it. I was cool. going to say, maybe they're changing it. Sure. Okay. They talked about doing a, uh, doing a charge shot for it, which would be an insta kill, which would make sense. And I think I mentioned maybe like lower the firing speed, uh, firing rate or up the firing rate and yeah. then maybe make it two arrows to kill instead. And it might be better. Okay. Because you can physically hit them with the bow as well because there's limited ammo. I think you only get three arrows. Okay. Uh, wow. And yeah, hitting them with the bow, even if it's thrown, is not an insta kill. It's just a stun. Are you still running to opposite sides of the screen and like yep. you're respawning in the same ways? Yeah. Okay. And there's a new there's a new way to attack when you're unarmed as well. You can just like kick in front of you and you'll like move forward. And if you kick them while you're doing that, you'll go right into a curb stomp kill. Okay. What what happens when you make it all the way to the side? The nidhog eats you. It's still there. Okay. Yep. It looks real disgusting now with that art yeah. style. Okay, I haven't seen that. That's good though. Yeah, I don't. I was fun. Uh, people like it's more Nidhogg. It's the most logical extension, basically, of the game. Uh, they said there's going to be weapons hidden in the background and foreground that you can grab. Like there was a knife dangling from the chandelier. You couldn't grab it in the version we played, but in the future they said they're going to put that in. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't. I like the I like the feel of it. It was definitely just more Nidhogg, so I was glad to yeah. play it. Cool. So it, even though the animation looks clunky, it plays okay. Yeah, it plays good. Right. It plays Perfect. just like Nidhogg one. Perfect. Basically. That's all that matters, really. It can be as yeah. ugly and stupid looking as it wants, as long as it plays good. Yeah, but it's very clearly still in early alpha. Sure. Because we played at the Salt and it went fine, and then I played it at the booth, and uh, we crashed it. Okay. We crashed it. Of course. Up. So, of course you did. <laughs> and there was no one there to reset the machine, so we just walked away and there was just like for at least twenty minutes there was just that locked up screen of Nidhog just showing there. Did they say anything about the two times on like the ends of your run during the Sultan? Like it happened to you once it happened to the other guy. I can't remember who you were against. Alaskan Savage. Yeah, where like your character just glitched out completely. And like they you ran the through walking, you, the walking in midair thing. Yeah, the yeah, that, yeah. That's apparently that apparently is a uh, intended mode. Uh, so if so, you spawn after x amount of time. Yeah, and then you just like get in. 
Yeah. Uh, but if you but if you spawn over where there's a pit, you turn into a ghost, uh, and you can choose to either go left or right or jump. So if you're not pressing anything, you'll just stand there and look like a ghost. And you can run through. But the idea is you have to pick which way you want to go, run out there, and then you're back in the fight. I see. Okay. It's basically a way to make sure that you can't like just force him to spawn in the pit. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Fair one enough. thing I didn't ask about and I was curious about, I got a sword impaled in my head at one point. And, and you I kept still running. Survived. Yep. I have no idea what happened there. Everyone was legit confused on that, and the dev, I didn't ask the dev about it. I mean, you were destined to win. That's why it happened. So I guess. I'll, I'll take it, because that was really fucking nerve-wracking. Dude, yeah. That's good. I was what I want Nidhogg to be. I was watching, and I was just like, oh my fucking god, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was the pretty good. Part, the worst part is, he told me later he had never played Nidhogg before. Nice. And I was just like, fuck, of course I would have lost to someone who had beginner's luck. That sounds about right, yeah. Nice. But then again, that's how Nidhogg works, is you just, like, if you once you figure out what to do, you just do it. Sean, I highly recommend you looking up the VOD of them playing Nidhogg, if nothing else, because it's... Some, someone in the chat just posted, like, um, a 30-second like yeah. clip of John doing... Are you the yellow one? Uh, I'm the one who's running to the right, yeah. Yeah, okay. You, you got, like, a whole bunch of, like, throwing sword kills in a row. Yeah. Cool. The most important one being right when he was about to win, he fucking smoked oh, yeah. him in the he was head. On the edge of the screen. Oh my god. Oh, was that the last screen? No, I don't know if it's at the beginning, if that that clip or a different clip, but like literally, he was going in for the like to cross the screen, and I caught him. Like, yeah, that's barely. in the clip that we that the person in the chat posted. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Good work. So you won. Uh, I won the Nidhogg two round. Yeah. Okay. Cool. For the actual salt, and I made it to the actual finals, but unfortunately lost. Right. I think I I did see uh, a highlight or a clip of that. Yes. Yeah. I had yeah. to play Big Buck Hunter HD. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like you do. Yeah. Like you do, like you do at a tournament. <laughs> mm -hmm. The worst part was they brought out like the four time women's champion of Big Buck Hunter, who was also a streamer just to like rub it in our faces and give us a practice round. Yeah. Dude, she's like a fucking robot just watching her like move every time something's on the screen is I was, amazing. I was even asking her like, like, I felt like it wasn't accurate. I felt like kind of using a Wiimote in a uh -huh. way. Cause like if there was, there was shake on it. You weren't always pointing in the right spot. So I'm like, is the, do you find it like not aiming correctly? She's like, nope, it's fine. And then I tried her gun <laughs> later and had the exact same problem. So I'm like, how the fuck was she so accurate? With yeah. This it's, ass gun? it's so fucking crazy. She's like, nope, it's fine. As she like t brings it out of its holster and spins it around her finger and shoots a duck and, Basically, yeah. yeah. They they straight up said like uh, if you somehow beat her during the practice rounds, you by default win the championship because holy shit. And that, yeah, neither that of us got cool. close. Neither no. of Do you think close. she just goes around to like different bar tournaments, just like beating everyone? Well, no, she. Well, she. No, she competes she's in like it. The world champion. <laughs> yeah, she's like yeah. The four time female champion. Well, the thing is, like, who knows that though, right? Oh so yeah, just, fair she, enough. She just waits yeah. for various bars to like have a fun tournament. Oh totally. And then she just yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. She I would. Plays them Why wouldn't up. you? She waits until they put money down. She's like, oh, fun video games. I'm a girl. And then just destroys <laughs> them all. Yeah. No, totally. Sharks or, you know, good, dude. Sharks, you could exactly. create your own Bomberman tournament as well if you wanted to win. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck off, Paul. Fuck off. <laughs> what else did you play? Uh, I played Viking Squad, which is a game developed by a group in Vancouver. It is a three player beat em up akin to Castle Crashers. This looks cool. I like the look of this game. Yeah, uh, it. I believe it came out yesterday or no Tuesday. It came out Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, it is. Uh, you move 
you don't move up and down freely. There are four different lanes you can jump in. So like it, you don't have to worry about being slightly off center when you're trying to fight someone. You're forced into the lanes to fight them. You can jump up and for, up and down at your will. There's a light and strong attack. There's also like a stamina meter for your heavy attacks. That you can buy equipment to upgrade yourself. There's different stats you can change, like your luck, your strength, your hit points, your defense, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it was really good. It was super fluid animation. It felt super fun. Uh, and it has online mode, so I recommend it. I actually, they gave, me two, they gave me two key codes. Yeah, it came out Tuesday. They gave me two key codes, one for myself and one to give away. So at some point, I'll figure out what to do for the giveaway. Or I, maybe I'll just give it to a friend to play with on stream or something. Sure. Uh, then we played Blade Ballet, which was uh, an interesting game. It's basically like a uh, a party game slash combat game where you're these robots that have shields and attack panels on them. And the idea is you have to take out the other robots, but you don't there's like no real attack button. You have the ability to rotate left and right and you kind of have to bump into them kind of like battle bots. OK. You uh, kind of like Beyblades. Not that fast, sadly, but yeah. Okay. Like one character had like a mace that they extended around the spin around. Uh, the first one I used had a little sword in front of them that you just spun and hit them in their weak spots. Another had like little spike shields around them that you just charged into other robots to kill them. Uh, it was really fun. I believe that game is not quite out. Actually, it might be out now. I forget. It's, I think it's close to being out. Okay. Uh, there was a bunch of different modes. There was like standard just arena combat. There was... Uh, like racing against like an avalanche that was trying to crush you. It was actually a really cool aesthetic and really fun to play. And it supported up the four players. And don't remember if it's online though. Mm. I would hope so. Uh, then I played can't drive this, which is uh, out in early access. Now it's a very interesting game. It's a two player cooperative game. One person drives a truck and the other person builds the road that the truck has to drive on. Oh, I saw a uh, giant bomb was playing this. It l- kind of just seems like it's br- brown. Kind of seems broken. Broken. It was very hard sense? for them to. Well, they couldn't rotate the pieces they were putting down. Uh, you do that by pressing the right click. Okay. Right maybe maybe uh, it wasn't working for them or something. It also seemed like they couldn't put things down fast enough for the car to like before the car would catch up to them. Uh, yeah, that's the car has. Okay, so the car has to go above a certain speed, otherwise a bomb explodes. Right, like you do. Like you do, but. Uh, <clears throat> You can only like you're allowed to drop two pieces right away and you, the truck has to drive over a certain amount of pieces before you're in, able to actually put down a new one. So that's probably what happened. Uh, eventually, like you'll start with like simple pieces, like a straightaway, then you'll get like turns, then you'll get windmills, then you'll get wrecking balls and like weird like foam brick walls and stuff like that. I actually had a lot of fun, uh, but it's obviously still in early access. And apparently they're going to have it. I don't know if it's already enabled, but there's an online mode where people can join from your stream. And then there's a high scoreboard where they can see who worked the best with you. Okay, that's cool. Mm. So it seems like a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, Are they going to be the ones putting stuff down? So yeah, I forget. I forget which one. I think the host is always the driver. I believe that's what it is. I think that's how it should go. And then your, you know, your fans can just like try and destroy you. Yeah, but it, it is really fun. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the full thing to come out. Uh, what else? Can't drive this. And I played a game that I played at Magfest before and I really enjoyed Just Shapes and Beats. Unfortunately, it was the exact same demo. Uh, basically, it's like a, a bullet hell game, essentially, but all the attacks are to the rhythm of the music. 
and all it sounds the sounds like a city sleeps from harmonics. Maybe I didn't actually see that. I thought city sleeps you could actually attack though. You can oh you can. No. You can't attack in just shapes and beats. The only thing you can okay. do is dodge and dash. Okay. So you have the survive checkpoints, uh, the checkpoints in the song to make sure you don't get killed. There's boss fights as well where you're just dodging the whole time. Uh, and my favorite stage is where you have to play through the Mortal Kombat theme from the movie. And okay. literally, like people like literally do flying kicks at you and like shoot fireballs at you and stuff like that. It's really fun. Can you just get that song, or did they, would you, they probably had to license that, right? I think they licensed it, probably. Interesting. All right. That's a what's a weird get. Uh, it's cool though. It was fun, for sure. Uh, and a bunch of my favorite shifting artists are going to be on it too. I think Phantom Ank and Disasterpiece are on it. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I recommend that. Uh, Talk to me about like Chip Zell's on it. Okay. Disasterpiece is so good, so good. I would I would laugh if Chip Zell was actually on there. Uh, That'd be pretty good that too. Was all, that was all I played at TwitchCon. So I played, I've been playing and I've been playing today, uh, PewDiePie's Tuber Simulator on my phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not too real that you, you have to like, that you can't play it? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, no, I, like I don't feel traumatized playing it, no. Okay. That's what you're asking. Yeah, like it's horror flashbacks to real life. You have to read comments and just be like the worst. In the game, they, they they left the comments out of the game, which is okay. probably the smartest decision. Yeah, ever. yeah, <laughs> okay. So the way it works, it's basically like just like a little weird like life simulator. I think some people compared to Game Dev Tycoon, but for YouTube. Yeah, I I know there's already like a YouTube life game out there or something like that. I have no idea how that is, but this is just a fun little mobile game. So you the idea is you have to build up your room to like change like the, how it looks. You also have to make YouTube videos, and by YouTube videos, you literally just like click on it and they give you a random generated list of videos that you can use and they'll have different like topics like oh this is a gaming video this is a, a makeup video this is a horror how, video how do you like how do you become a bikini streamer uh sadly that does not seem to be an option the closest thing oh, okay I, is, I thought that was like the life hack to get all the money no if you're in the youtube uh, business beauty videos is the closest thing you can get to that beauty mm-hmm. and sports okay like all the like the titles of the videos are randomly generated. You can change them whatever you want, but it's just like a weird, silly ass game. Okay. How like accurate right now, is it to what you do? Not even remotely. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's like that's probably why it's enjoyable. Okay. Uh, like the two videos I'm working on right now are. <laughs> Wait, you're saying Moses. there's not like just like a shitty tax season? <laughs> no, sadly. That'd be great. <laughs> I need I need that in all my games to completely ruin my immersion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like right now, the two videos I'm working on right now are roses that smell like farts. Yeah. And female elf armor tutorial. OK, <laughs> wait, what? I feel like, yeah, yeah, makes sense. OK, like, like I said, if, they're randomly if it generated dips in the arrows will just go right there. And that's not helpful. You don't change your video names, though. <clears throat> no, because you you do a video like every in my case, every 20 minutes. Oh, so. yeah. But at the beginning of the game, you're that's doing way different from you. Every one minute, every 20 minutes, that's would just kill you. Oh, yeah. no. Thank God. Thank God I'm not <laughs> doing that. You should but, uh, you should try. You should try as a fun video series. Yeah, here we go. To replicate like a whole day of that in no. as your real life job. No. <laughs> See what happens. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. Like you. The other idea is do you have to level up by like, ordering items for your room. So okay. like you order like all these products that also give you boosts to the certain categories. Uh, okay. And like they they're like that's where the time waiting comes in because it's like oh and I've got 
two items coming now. One says I have to wait eight hours. The other says seven. Can I spend real money to get it instantly, though? Yes. So it's a mobile game. Okay, got it. It's a mobile game, exactly. It's a free-to-play mobile game. Okay. To no one's surprise. Uh, There's a little, like, Plinko minigame called Puggle, where you literally drop one of PewDiePie's pugs down, like, a Plinko slot. Okay. And you have, like, the more points you collect while you're doing that, you the faster your shipments show up. That's okay. I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. How often does PewDiePie talk to you? Uh, he talks to you a little bit at the beginning, which makes sense because it's tutorial. Yeah. But after the tutorials are done, the only time he talks to you is when you complete uh, one of the quests that are like specific. Like there's like a, an overarching quest that basically leads to the end of the game. Okay. So anytime you clear one of those, he like says one paragraph or like one line and then that's it. At the okay. end of the so, game, do you get like a YouTube Red series where people try and scare you? No. <laughs> Sadly, no. Okay. Hmm. I don't but, know if this. I don't, I don't know if this is. So every time you load it up, you every time you load it up, he's not like, "How's it going, bro?" or something no, like every no, time. No. He, okay, good. He does not. It's not like you get that at the very, very beginning. I'm sure. Like, hey, yeah. Boys, all that. Yeah, yeah. And then like after the first couple a little bit of playing it he pretty much shuts up and never says anything oh thank god okay yeah cool. i honestly like try it out it's just a weird yeah John, killer like, game. paul it's this isn't pewdiepie simulator it's pewdiepie you're right YouTube. you're right what was i thinking i bet there's a pewdiepie soundboard dan, app dan is download. rating top 10 perspective by the way okay hi hi dan hi dan hey Guy. uh <laughs> 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 yeah, try try it out. It's not too bad. I am uh, okay. enjoying it. It's a nice little time waster. Uh, if you do end up playing, my uh, username is not Proton John because, of course, my actual username was taken. Okay. Uh, Are you supposed to be the real Proton John at that point? That's how that's how the Twitter rules work. I hate the fact like both Proton John and Proton John SA were taken. So I'm great. Sure. I mean, it's a pretty obvious one for this kind of game. I guess so. But yeah, um, you can like look at each other's rooms and you can give like uh bonus bonuses and stuff like that so it's all right oh I it's can, a mobile game so i can look at your room if i get this yeah all right i'll get it <laughs> i did it i broke it <sighs> i always wanted to see your room john now i can do that finally it took did you a play anything game. else uh i played dead rising 3 okay getting ready for dead rising 4 yeah halloween nice. time yep. uh that comes I'm out on halloween does that come out in Halloween? No, I believe it's in December because it's okay, Christmas yeah, themed. It's a Christmas themed, which just sounds so awesome. I know. I love how stupid it is. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, that, I, I'm kind of sad that I never played the proper Dead Rising 3 up until now because it's just it's a Dead Rising game. It's good. Oh, you only played that like tofu Capcom thing? Oh, yeah, I played the super ultra arcade arcade edition EX plus alpha. I can't even say the whole name. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I hear this one's real good. You're just making weird vehicle things. Yeah, you can, you could do combinations whenever you want, as long as you have the items, uh, including with vehicles. So you make really weird vehicles. I made a, uh, a pocket bike that has flamethrowers on it nice. and it just has a bunch of Nas. Uh, it's an open world game this time around. Yep. So instead of being like within a mall, which the first two were in, or I think the second one was like a casino in a mall. Yeah, it was a big. Uh, ca- no, it was Vegas. Oh, you're right. It was like a. It was a Vegas casino because it was still technically a mall. The third one is like takes place in 
an entire city. Yeah. I can't remember what the fourth one is, actually. I don't think they've said yet. But I sure. think they have. I think they have. Uh, but Frank West is back. Yeah, which, which is, is good. Which is, which is fun. But but in this one, you play as a new character named Nick Ramos. Okay. And he's a, mecha- he's a mechanic, so that's why you, like, you can combine vehicles together. I hear there's some pretty interesting, funny story stuff at the end of this one. I'm curious to see how the it end ties of into like the other games and like the the mythos and whatnot. There, uh, there's a very <laughs> obvious tie-in to Dead Rising Two that hasn't like I know of it because I played the DLC, but I have. That's probably what I'm. In. That's probably what I've heard then. So yeah, but it hasn't been revealed in the main game yet. I'm sure that's probably end game stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm having fun with it. My only gripe about it uh, is it's weird. Like it. You can't hold as many items as you can in the first two. I think the most you can hold is eight. Okay. And in the other ones, you you can hold ten. Okay. I mean, keep in mind, you to combine stuff, you need to hold two items. So I have to keep throwing away items that I want to hang on to just to combine other stuff, then pick it back up. So it's just a, a bit annoying. Maybe you just unlock more inventory slots later? No, no. Like, I've been unlocking inventory slots. I'm up to six, and it says there's only two more for me to get. Okay. Weird. I do like that this is the first one where you actually get to pick and choose your upgrades instead of actually just like rolling the dice. Because that was the biggest gripe with Dead Rising 1 and 2 was that you you were at the mercy of whatever RNG pick for you. But now you can pick where your skill points go. Okay. so I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I've heard it gets really stupid. Which I'm I can willing to believe right now because like the storyline is trying to play it real serious. But then like the boss fights are weird as fuck. Yeah, I never played three, but I'm looking forward to four. I'll probably jump back in. It also has Kinect support and Xbox Smart Glass support. Nice. All okay. right. Apparently, there's extra missions you can get with the uh, Smart Glass, and I haven't enabled that. Uh, but with the Kinect, you can do a bunch of things. You can either like switch your weapons or costumes by yelling at the mic, or the only thing I've left on, if you yell a certain phrase during a boss fight, they'll actually like lower their guard, and you can beat the crap out of them. Okay, like, like what? I- I was fighting a, a dude on a motorcycle and uh, anytime like the prompt came up, it would tell me to yell, you're crazy. And then he would literally just stop his motorcycle and just start like flexing his arms. Yeah. And then that would give you a chance to shoot the, the gasoline tanks on his motorcycle, which would catch him on fire, which he would start putting himself out. And then you could do a super move because all bosses have like a weak point now. Uh, you can go up and do a grapple and the grapple literally let you slam his head against his the the handlebars of the motorcycle over and over again. Okay. Nice. Okay. So you, you can do like extra damage. That's cool. And the boss meters are like more obvious. They're up in the corner instead of above the dude's head. And you don't have to save every survivor and have to bring them to uh, a quarantine zone or a safety area. Literally, like you find them surrounded by zombies, you kill the zombies and like, all right, cool. I'll see you later. Okay. And then, I mean, and they just walk off. That's actually, that is a good improvement. I thought there was something kind of like, like unique that dead rising made you like walk these people back. Yeah. Mm. But you um, can still get them to join you. Like you, you can go to a safe house and be like, all right, I need help. So let's build a squad. So you can like okay. call up the, the people, the survivors you saved and they have like specific stats. Like, all right, this guy's got good attack. This guy's can hold a bunch of stuff and you just go to town like that. Cause I remember in two ha- going for that achievement, having like eight survivors at the same time. Oh God. And having to beat like three of them in blackjack before they oh, would yeah. join me and just being yeah. like, come on, are you kidding me? I have not encountered your life like that so far. I've, cool. I've encountered the case where there's just so much stuff to do. Like, it's impossible because there's like three different collectibles. 
then there's like the survivors and then it's just like you're also on the usual time limit the the main story time limit seems to be seven days or six days which is longer than the usual dead rising usually it's only three days and then overtime mode right okay yeah but i'm having a blast it's great recommend it and i can't wait for number four all right cool this podcast is going way too long let's move on to news God, and we have like so many questions to go through. <clears throat> okay, we have so uh, many. Um, oh my God. It was the Oculus Connect yesterday. Yeah. Highlights include Epic announcing a game called Robo Recall, uh, which I haven't even looked into. I'm assuming it involves robots. Yes, those are some robots. Uh, there's a trailer. Um, you know, it's a thing you can look into. More importantly, they announced information on the Oculus Touch. Yep. Uh, to get the touch controllers, you'll get two of them, is $200. And then if you want the room scale VR, similar to Vive, it's an additional 80 Um, So just breaking that down for you, if you want a Vive, which lets you get all the stuff, it's $800. If you want all of the Oculus stuff, it's $877. I mean, that's not that much worse. <clears throat> uh, nope, but just now the Oculus is now uh, more expensive than the Vive. Yep. And I hear the Vive is just better. Yep. I've been hearing but a I lot guess, of good stuff about the Vive. I guess I haven't I, seen how good these ones are. So the, the real that. complaint I've heard against the Oculus Rift is the how like closed the workspace is. Like they're yeah. trying to make it so that Vive games won't work on it and sh- weird shit like that, which is right. stupid. Stuff. And now that the PlayStation VR comes out on Friday, but uh, outlets have already been getting it. I hear there's just I've seen tons of tracking is- issues and stuff like that with uh, with that one. So. Who's who knows? That one's also half the price of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Rush 2 has been delayed. Hmm? Well, let me see. What was it before it before it was? Uh, I don't know when, but now it's January 20th. Mm. And because of this, in exchange, they are going to be giving uh, some of the DLC that they were planning to pay for away for free. When that does come out. That's nice of them. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. There you go. Cool. Uh, uh, there's a Gears of War film that was announced. Oh, who's excited yeah. about that? Yeah. Wonder Brothers picked that up. Yeah, no, I'm in. Why not? I like video game movies. Look as beefy? How are they going to make people look as beefy as the actual Gears of War characters, though? They, like true. The rock they made, person who they made orcs in Warcraft. I doubt this oh. is going to be CG. No, yeah, for sure. But you can do a lot of stuff. You can just get The Rock over and over and over again for every role. The Rock plays every character in Gears. Oh my god, I would so watch it. Holy I would shit. watch that too, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, is he gonna be wearing a do-rag? That's the important part. Well, yeah, he has to when he's playing Marcus, and then he has to take it off when he's playing <laughs> someone else. That's true. They could put goggles on when he's bared. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. <clears throat> Uh, okay, uh, there's an update coming this month for the Xbox One that is going to introduce... It's already for preview play members, by the way. It's going to introduce rare achievements, which will do a different sound and icon when they pop up. Yeah, I've got that. I saw that. Are you in the preview program? I'm in the preview programs. Okay, because I haven't seen those yet. I, I've just seen it online. I'm not in the preview program. I'm kind of curious, because it's not for specific, like for hard achievements. It's for ones that just haven't been collected that much. Mm, yeah like i saw it on a bunch of dead rising ones they were like because there was a little diamond icon I'm like what the hell is that because i 
I saw it before I left for TwitchCon. They hadn't announced what it was yet. Okay. I'm surprised Dead Rising still had rare achievements. Uh, the DLC specifically. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm wondering if just when I get early access to games, if every achievement is going to do that. Yes. So maybe. Probably. Yeah. Actually, maybe. They, might, they might not enable it until like a certain amount of people play the game. Or in, or until the game's out. Yeah, until that's release it. date at least. So, yeah. Anyway, but there's a different sound. That's that's kind of interesting. Uh, Twitch Prime. This is a big one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and neither of you guys have Prime, right? Yeah, no. I do. I'm probably gonna end up getting it now. Okay, so you guys will probably know more about the Twitch side than me. It's taking over kind of a, an all, like a previous Twitch thing you could get. What was it called Twitch? Um, Turbo. Turbo. Yeah, they were saying you should get this instead of Turbo because everything you get in Turbo is in this. Right, uh, and so then you, you get the benefits for Amazon as well. Yeah, so if you have Amazon Prime, you automatically get Twitch Prime. So I did my account. I'm going to try and find the list of the things you get. Yeah, you get you get a free sub to any channel. Yep. Once a month. Once a month. Yep. And the, the channel still gets paid from Twitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. You uh, get actual game stuff. So right now they're giving away some kind of Hearthstone event. No, the Hearthstone one is a portrait for the priest. So instead of... Uh, Okay, so you get a pick, you get something you get an in-game item. Yeah. Yeah. Um you get a smite uh skin for one of the gods and you get the game streamline as the other option, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right now it's Our only available in getting that as well. Right now it's only available in US, UK, uh Canada, Germany, France, Italy, and Spain. Yeah. Uh, again, you have to just purchase Prime. Uh, so for America, that's 100 a year. For Canada, that's 80 a year. Which they, surprises uh, me. And then I realized, oh, you guys probably get a lot less features than we do, though. We don't get any we features only, except for the expedited shipping. We finally get the 20% off new release game. Oh, that too. With this. Yeah. That's yeah. the best one, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Well, actually, two-day shipping, two-day free shipping is super nice. Like, just mm-hmm. thinking like, man, I could really go for like one of these. And then it shows up two days later is awesome. Um, but, you know, Amazon movies and all that. I haven't really gone into it too much, but uh, that's cool to have. I think I get music stuff. Yeah, there was some TwitchCon only things you could get. Uh, so, oh, that was where the smite thing came in. And something for Paladins. Oh, okay. yeah, the Paladins game. Um. Anyway, though, uh, I guess that's kind of cool. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm. I don't really subscribe to anyone, but now I guess I'm. I just should just to give them a couple bucks for free. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, there's no cost to you for it since you're already getting it. So, Don, yeah, let's not talk exact numbers, but have you seen an increase with this Prime thing? Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a that's lot crazy. of people have been saying that it's been like Christmas. Seen like the numbers yeah. have been crazy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so there you go. I can tell you exact numbers off off the air, but not on the air. <laughs> sure, right, right. Let's yeah. just say it's 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 stupid. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm happy for you, sir. Yeah. Um, the Famicom Mini was announced, which just looks awesome. Uh, in, it's only for Japan. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a lot like the NES. Is it NES Classic? Is what it's called for us? Yeah, it's the NES Classic for or no yeah. NES Mini. 
Is it NES Mini? Pretty sure. I thought it was classic. I thought it was like Nintendo Classic or something. Maybe you're right. I'm looking it up. Uh, Mini NES. Mini NES. Okay. Anyway, so the Mini right. Famic. Or no, you're right. NES Classic. I'm seeing both <laughs> names. That's weird. Maybe there's maybe it's NES Classic, which I'm is seeing a Nintendo mini NES. NES Classic Mini. <laughs> It's just all of them, just all the names. Every single name. Um, so I haven't actually looked too much into this. It's only for Japan, which is a bummer, because that would have been cool if we could just get it as well, because why not? I guess you could order one of these, right? Like, if it just yeah. plugs in through HDMI? It's just, I, the, it's just the Japanese equivalent, basically. It probably has more or less the same games, or most um, of I'm trying to see. So it has the pictures of the games. I wish I just had a list, because I don't know all these games. Okay, that's clearly... Uh, Mario. I'm trying to see if there's any like Japanese only games. Do you, are you guys looking at the link here? No. No, I can click it. Hang on. I think it's actually giving us the name. Atoran Kisu of Mystery. That can't. Be, we're not getting that. That's for sure. Oh, Let's they do have here. the names. You mouse over it. Yeah, that, they, that so they're they getting. They are getting. So it doesn't look like it. No, if you mouse over it, then the little pop up shows up. It'll. It says the name. Also, if you click on the image. At the bottom, it says the name. Uh, it says in Japanese for me. Are you using Google Translate? Oh, sorry. Translate what happened automatically for me. So, yes, okay. everything's in English for me. Yeah, I see Mario 1. I see Mario Bros. I see Donkey Kong. I see Ice Climber. I see Excite Bike, Mega Man oh. 2, oh. River, River City Ransom, Balloon Fight. Uh, I don't recognize this Konami one. This next one. one is called Yai R Kung Fu from Konami. Oh, yo, Yai R Kung Fu. Nice. That was one of the first actual fighting games. Okay. Uh. That looks like Pac-Man, yep. but it's not. I don't think that's actual Pac-Man. I think it that's Pac-World or something like that. It says Pac-Man. Oh, then it's normal Pac-Man. All right. The next uh, one is Makai Village. That's ghouls and or goblins and ghosts or ghosts and goblins. Okay. Because you can see Arthur on there. Uh, then it's Gradius. Then it looks to be is that Bomb Jack or is that Solomon's nope. Key? Solomon's Key. All right. I this, this one I don't recognize. Next one has a name. It's just called Bumping Sumo. Yeah, it's a Tecmo game where you play as a sumo, I guess. Mario 3, Final Fantasy 2. Oh, that's Final Fantasy 3. Shit, you're right. Uh, Galaga, Dr. Mario. This is the one I said. Ator and Kisu of Mystery. I have no idea. And uh, Kirby's Adventure. And this one, actually, it says Kirby Dream of Fountain of the Story of the Star. Yeah, that's the actual name for Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby's Adventure. Oh, God. And, this next and then one is there's called... another. Is that Crash and the Boys, I think, over here? Or that might actually be River City Ransom. No, River City Ransom was up there. You had that one right. This one okay. is Downtown Neketsu March Sorry UK Large Athletic Meet. OK, yep. so this is either this is either the racing combat game or this is Crash and the Boys. OK. And then there's, and there's a bunch of Famicom. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a way more. Uh, there's the legend, ah, the legend, the legend of Zelda. <laughs> Yep. Metroid. Yep. Castlevania. Zelda 2. Ninja Gaiden 1. Uh, NES Open Golf. Super Mario USA, which is our Mario 2. Okay. Double Dragon 2 The Revenge and Super Contra. Which is Super Tamishoto Luo. I guess. Good game. Good, Wait, good game. Anyway. Um, that's kind of interesting. I'm trying to find if they have a price on this. Oh, yeah, here we go. looks like it's going to be, uh, $60. Yeah, same price. That's cool. Is that worth picking up both? Probably not, because a lot of the games are in both of them. 
But then you get a small Famicom. So here's the That's shittiest true. thing I've heard about this so far. Apparently, the actual controllers, uh, A, are tethered to the console, in the case of the family computer one, and B, they're only about uh, three feet long or one meter. God damn I've it. I've heard also small controllers, yeah. I wonder if they can be unplugged. They must be able to be unplugged. I don't uh, know. If you, can, if you can get an adapter, because I have seen wireless adapter and wireless controllers like on Amazon and stuff before. From Keep in mind, the, the actual controllers for the actual Famicom were tethered to the system. They were not mm-hmm. removable. Oh, I'm talking about the the NES. Oh, the NES one, the controllers are confirmed to be the same length, but they oh, are okay. like, I thought I heard they are those removable. Are short. They are, you can unplug them. They look to be the exact same plug-in as the uh, the Wiimotes, basically. What you plug into the bottom of the Wiimote. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Why okay. can't Japanese people get bigger living rooms so we can all get normal cord length? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, I guess now you just need to have a long HDMI cord. Yeah. True. Because yeah. the Famicom, the Famicom is, well, to be fair, none of us are probably getting this Famicom. But when no. you do get your Famicom, instead of it just being on your lap, it can, you know, it can be on your coffee table. Right. Uh, Runner 3 was announced. Was. It was a teaser trailer. What? It doesn't show much, but they're working on Runner 3. The the future, the, le- the uh, legend of, what's that guy's name again? Uh, Commander Video. Commander Video is back. 2017 is what it says. Yep. Uh, it's just a logo, basically. But anyway, Runner 3 is happening. Uh, th- those games are good. Yeah. And last small thing, Shovel Knight's going to be in ukulele. That's fun. That's definitely fun. He's going to be doing his digging. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. All right. For sure. Okay, we have emails but like, I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm hosting this Skype call. <laughs> you screwed up. Can oh, we do man. like emails? Oh, <laughs> man, there's a lot of emails. Can Holy we do shit. like two and then push them to next week? There's so many emails. Holy crap. I didn't even okay. realize how many we had. We're doing two emails and then pushing the rest to next week. Definitive calling it. All right. Top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast, Facebook group, Reddit, whatever else. Those are emails. This is an email that Jeff wrote. I meant to ask this a few weeks ago, but I actually moved in, but I forgot. Oh, well, have a, okay. Anyways, considering school (laughs) college is starting and students, including myself are moving into their dorms. What do you think is the most important thing to do when you're moving and the most difficult thing? Organization, knowing where things are in boxes. Hardest thing easily. For me, it was finding uh, a vehicle to move my stuff because I don't have a vehicle down here. Yeah, I mean, you moving to another country in general has a bunch oh, of no, different. No, I meant, I meant all, yeah, I wasn't even talking about that. I was just talking like when I was already down here and I was moving apartments, like just getting all my stuff there. I had to like rent a truck, mm-hmm. get it everything done, bring it back in time. So that was the most annoying part for me. You know what's cleaning? I think cleaning is the worst. Yeah, that too. It's pretty I got bad. To the point where I just I just hire a cleaning service because I've moved so many fucking times at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're just going to college, then you probably don't have the money for that. Yeah, that's fair. All right, we'll do three questions. Each of us get one question. So okay. who's got Thomas? I can do Thomas. I'll take it. Oh, never mind. He's got it. Okay. First, have you ever played a? Re- 
screen because it's on my other monitor and that's not easy to read. First, have you ever played a remake or sequel for a game that tries to reimagine slash enhance the original experience by bringing it to a modern age, but is constrained by the fact that being based off an older game has some of its mechanics that don't mesh well with the new? Uh, Fire Emblem did that. Shadow Dragon was a bit awkward because like they, they had a lot more new mechanics and then the original one went back to basics. Mm-hmm. Really? Like what? Uh, like you couldn't do partners and stuff like that. You, uh, the weapon triangle was similar, like really simple. Like you couldn't do specific things with items like trading and stuff like that. I forget the entire details, okay. but yeah, it felt a lot <laughs> stiffer compared to the one that had just come out otherwise. Okay. I can't think of an example. Cause usually they yeah. update whatever feels old. And then, usually you know, make it work. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Uh, like HD remakes, like Silent Hill HD remake collection or whatever for two specifically. I remember that being a shit show. Yeah, because apparently the the slow frame rate of the PS2 is what did all the fog stuff. Yep. And well, then, that's why the oh, fog right, was yeah, there yeah, yeah. was to as a kind of loading barrier, right? So it didn't have to load the whole fucking level, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. The second question is, how do you like your pizza? Preferably warm. Saucy. Saucy. No, not saucy. Lots of cheese. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. Yeah. Uh, my favorite pizza is Hawaiian. Spicy is no. always good for, for spicy. almost everything. Spicy. I eat. Spicy. Oh, spicy. Yeah, we're, we're good on spicy. Uh, spicy and cheesy, I think, is what we'll agree on. <laughs> except John said no to that, right? Oh, John doesn't no like cheese. Pineapple. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I like light cheese. I usually get light cheese extra sauce. Really? Yes, for less cheese than the default? Yeah, that's insane. I'm usually like after you've put on the cheese, I want you to like double that. I want you to put more on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unless you're going to charge me a lot extra. In that case, just leave it normal (laughs) because fuck that shit. Getting some premium toppings. I don't want to see things like underneath it. I just want to think this is probably just cheese I'm eating. But then I find out it's actually a pizza. Um, third question. Do you have any tips for first year university? I know I'm a computer engine. I'm in computer engineering. I feel like I'm utterly consumed every day. First year university and you're already consumed every day. All right. I mean, then you're doing um, it right. Be busy. When I, when I immediately thought, okay, this is probably like freshman 15, right? I know when I went to uh, school or <clears throat> when I went to university, my marks dropped by like 15% or the, you know, the usual amount uh-huh. from what I was used to for high school. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, yeah, it took until like after the first midterm for me to like really, you have to figure out how to study for university because it was just different. I wasn't used to it. I didn't know what was important, what I need to be looking at Right. for my school. Uh, textbooks were useless. And after the first semester, I stopped buying them because it was a waste of money. And I needed to focus on what the, what was on their PowerPoints and I needed to print off those PowerPoints and I needed to study the PowerPoints. Yeah. Right. It's going to be obviously different for tons of other people's schools. I have friends that they need to buy textbooks and stuff. It's just depending on the class. So I know it takes a bit to, you gotta, you gotta kind of learn how you need to study for university and and it'll probably take like a semester before you'll like click. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? 
Um, don't think anything. All right. I don't think anything. No. Yeah. I mean, do your thing, man. I guess tip I mean, for first year university is talk to a lot of people. Socialize so you can at least have like an outlet for relaxing. Yeah, it's a very aspects, minimum. The, the social aspect's the big thing I miss from university. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> also make those connections and all that sort of stuff. Because when you're in a job, guess what? You're not going to be talking to anybody ever again, basically. Mm-hmm. Except the people you I mean, you it depends on with. the job. No. But it's, again, it is, it's way easier to make friends in university. University is, like, built to make friends. Yeah. It's built no. to make friends, drink a lot, and sleep around. So enjoy your first year of all of that. <laughs> Follow-up question, John. I know you went to uni for comp science, and as soon as you graduated and got a job, the recession happened. Have you done any work related in the field, and has that education helped you in your current endeavors? Uh, since since then, no. haven't really gone back into the field, and I've kind of been okay with that. Um. Uh, after the recession, oh, I, no, that's not entirely true because I did get a job after that actually used it. So the recession hit. I lost. Yeah, my wasn't tech the job. one? Isn't that the one you did the podcast from? Yeah. So we did when we were working at U- or YouTube. When we were working at uh, EB together. Uh, when I left there, I went and worked for a, a sporting goods company in their IT department for about two years. So that was where I started uh, TRG and a bunch of other things, and we were doing the podcast from there a couple times too. So, yeah, that was that was pretty good, actually. The hours sucked. And I think that was the one of the biggest reasons I didn't. I'm OK with being it because it was on call and yeah. I was in two positions. The first position was seven days on seven days off, uh, 730 p.m. to a.m. And then the week after 730 a.m. to p.m. So you would have uh, a week on of night shift. A week off to fix your sleep schedule and then you'd be a week on of day shift. And it was just really rough. Like that completely yeah, messed up my, my body and my metabolism and everything because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got switched over to a proper like nine to five. But it had on call like you, the I think the on call schedule was I was afraid it was every two weeks or every month, something like that. But you would just get calls in at like three o'clock in the morning. And you had to get up and get in a conference call and try to fix what, fix what was going on. The worst part was the the group that was calling me was the original position I had. So my old job was calling those people and ruining their sleep schedule. Then I got the job where I had to get my sleep schedule ruined. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but it paid real fucking good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Fun fact. If you watch the four idiots first video of left for dead, John just actually has oh to leave. <laughs> I was on call in during the, the video and I had to leave during the video. Like five minutes that. in, <laughs> like right at the beginning. It was so good. Okay, where the hell are we in this? Okay, um, I guess Paul and Sean can answer as well. I think Sean did English. I think Sean nope, did English. I did art. Yeah, he did art. Uh, Nathan definitely did English. Yes, he did. Uh, I assume Paul did film. I did not. I did uh, art and then photography. Although I might be wrong on that front. You are. If you can make one video game on any platform with a dream team dev team, dream team dev team, all right, what would it be and how would it be made? I guess going back, yes, I am, I am in my field, just by the way. I am not in uh, mine. All right, so Dream don't, Team. Don't be surprised if you don't end up in your field. Just to yeah, I, yeah, that's that's true. I have so many friends that are not in their field. No. Okay, if you can make a uh, Dream Team Dev Team. I think I get Hideo Kojima in on this. 
You know what? I want to see David Cage and Hideo Kojima make a oh game together. Oh my god. That'd just be an acid trip. But I think we need somebody with a good head on their shoulders to rein them in a little bit. So I'm trying to think yes. of who would be like production. Like, I want the Forza Horizon team to make Burnout Paradise 2. Yeah. Uh, I, want, but, I want Platinum But they get Games all the... You, what was that? I want Platinum Games to make a Burnout game. Yeah, fuck yeah. That'd be that would be good too. Yeah, yeah. Be good too. I was gonna say, but I want them to use all the Burnout cars so that they're allowed to like destroy them and stuff. I don't want them to put like real cars in there. Yeah, David Jaffe can do art or something. I don't know. He could be the <laughs> spokesperson for the game because every time that guy says something, people cringe because <laughs> he's kind of an asshole, and I love it. Uh, okay, and finally, after listening to the most recent Pixel Response podcast, I want to say you're a great friend, Paul. Why? Write back and tell me why I'm a great friend. I don't know what the hell I did. Congrats on being a friend, Paul. Thanks Thank for you for being, being a friend. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right, John, you got this last one? Yeah, let's do it. Last one comes from Glenn. Hey, guys, my PS3 is dying on me, so could you get the chat God to press it. F to pay respects for it? No, only, only Sean's PS3 gets F. So F for Sean's PS3. Anyways, I'm I'm bothered. PS3 anyway. <laughs> I don't even rem- I don't even remember, but my PS3 is fine. <laughs> I don't even remember how this started. Yeah, yeah me neither. Anyway, let's with- let's, let's yeah. continue. Anyway, I'm bothered more now than ever about the PS4 lacking backwards compatibility, as it would be a hell of an excuse for me to buy one. Instead, I'm far more inclined to buy another PS3 at this point. Has backwards compatibility ever been a deal maker or breaker for you guys in the past? Yes. Maybe I should just grow up already and accept PC and Steam as my one true overpriced box. Good. Yes. Uh, uh, me, backwards compatibility is usually not an issue, so I would be getting the PS4. I enjoy backwards compatibility, uh, and I liked it for handhelds. It was great for like the, when the DS came out and played GBA games. I'm like, hell yeah, give me that right now. But uh, for home consoles, it has not been as much of a deal. If the PS4 had backwards compatibility, I would have just bought one right away because Mm -hmm. I would have still been able to play my PS3 library on it. Oh, actually, you're totally right. I didn't even think about it. The PS2 is the only reason I didn't own a PS1 for years because it played PS1 games. Yeah, exactly. It is a deal breaker for me. I think it's it's dependent. Like, I didn't care that the Xbox One wasn't backwards compatibility at launch, and now it sort of is. It's like 25% compatible now, so. And now I'm 25% more likely to get one. Yeah. There's that. All right, cool. Top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast, Facebook group, Reddit. Those send in your questions for actually don't send in your questions for next week. We have so many questions we have to get through next week. Uh, If you say no, if you say not to do it, they're going to do it. (laughs) Too late. Oh, Too no. late. He screwed my, up. My, my game of the week is it's. I mean, it's got to be Overwatch. I had so much damn fun with arcade mode. Ooh, uh, I'm torn between Dead Rising Three and Viking Squad. Where is you have to pick one. Warcraft Legion, mine. Dead Rising Three because I like smashing zombies. Cool, good. I'm leaving. I wanted to get out of here half an hour ago. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Later.